Hello, hello, everybody. I hope y'all having a good Thursday. Hey, Shaka, how are you doing? Yo, I was worried about, you know, sound check real quick. I was like, I don't hear nothing. Oh, man, you know what? Because I don't have this thing plugged into my phone. Let me fix that. We can hear you now, but as far as uh, we had real sound check. Okay, no, I, so... (laughs) I didn't have it plugged into my phone. That's why y'all couldn't hear it. <laughs> I, 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 my bad, y'all. But uh, we'll, we'll play the anthem at the end as normal. But yeah, uh, how are you doing? Uh, so far, so good. Uh, ready to I see the topic. Like, yeah, okay, definitely. Let's, 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 let's get into it. You know, we're going to be talking. How are they going so far? It's been really good, actually. Um, we've been seeing some progress lately. Um, yesterday, I was a little upset <laughs> because I had put on, I have a t-shirt that um, uh, stay calm and saw revolution. And then if you look up on Google, Donnie the Don, the t-shirt has my, people are selling the t-shirt with my name attached to it, like all throughout Google search. And I was like, man, Why? Like, it didn't even go viral. Like, why are people doing things like this, you know, trying to uh, make a buck off somebody um, in a T-shirt, too, that's already, like, out there? It's not like a T-shirt I made. They didn't make the T-shirt either. They're trying to make money off of it, though. But, um, hey, it happens. But here's the cool thing about that, though. So if, if you see Donnie the Dawn and you see Start a Revolution, I think that's pretty dope that, that that's tied together on Google, though. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you got to look at it as advertisement as well. Uh, I know it, it, it's, you know, puts a bad taste in your mouth as far as the way that they're doing it, but you got to look at the other side. Is it half, um, half full or half empty? So that, that's another thing to go by. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, the subject tonight we're going to talk about is uh, ending mass car, uh, car incarceration with the Constitution. You know, both sides say that, you know, they want to do some kind of criminal reform or uh, prison reform. And and I think, like, you know, didn't is regardless of who created whatever unconstitutional law that got these people into um, jail or prison, um, regardless who's in power, they don't I don't hear them going back and repelling those laws. And they're still enforcing these unconstitutional laws. You know, America's supposed to be the most free country in the nation, but we have the highest incarceration rate in the world which also makes uh, slavery, uh, in a sense, legal. So in the 13th Amendment, it says that you're not supposed to have slavery. But then uh, turn around the, and say, but the unless... Mic is, the mic is um, buzzing, just to let you know, as far as, it's like a little buzz ring. Uh, let me see. 
changing the settings, but it's still doing it. Say something? I'm sorry about it's that. I just didn't want it. you doing the whole show without, um, you know, knowing that. You're good. Is it, is it still doing it? Yeah, not, it's not, but you low. I can't really hear you. It's like when I turn my mic off, if I turn it down and I turn it back up, it's, it's doing that little It's good. Noise. It's good. Hmm. No. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, basically, you know, when it comes down to the system, you know, both sides has, they point fingers at who's done what uh, when it comes to unconstitutional laws. And I, and I, you look at all these different things, people just focus on the, the First Amendment or the Second Amendment. And then I, you look at the 13th Amendment where slavery is not supposed to be illegal anymore, but then, but it can be illegal if they deem you as a criminal. But I don't believe the Founding Fathers were looking at it as if that people would create unconstitutional laws in order to um, imprison people. And we're supposed, like I said, to be the most free nation in the world, but we have the highest incarceration rate. So, and I feel like it, they've gotten away with it for so long because too many people are ignorant uh, when it comes to our constitutional rights, our liberties. You know, we've been complacent because we've been conditioned that this is the way it works, is how it's supposed to be. Um, And that's exactly how the government likes it. And so now a lot of times too, if someone has some kind of record, we just think, oh, you were a criminal at one point. But people don't really think too much of why or how or what it cost you. So, and then people think, oh, maybe I don't have to know all these things or the law or anything like that because uh, I can just hire an attorney. That's expensive. And you may get an attorney that's incompetent. You may have an attorney that's friends with the judge, the DA, and prosecutor. And then this is a money system where you you have to, you know, this extortion going on where you pay court fees or you pay all these things to not have to sit in jail or or pay for, uh, to be on bail. Uh, it's just, it's all messed up, but I think how we can start fixing this and actually start having some real um, real reform, in a sense, is people understanding what their, their constitutional rights are um, and uh, realizing that, wait a minute, this ain't right. And when you, if you do hire an attorney, you start questioning your attorney's um, moves because you know you're right, as opposed to just taking it and taking a deal. Yeah, that's. Um, I want to add on to that. What you just said was um, hit the nail on the head. But um, I want a lot of people that's in here to look up drug tax stamp. Um, a lot of people don't understand that a lot of in the black community, they're not getting the, a lot of time for the actual drug. They're getting the most time that they're getting on. You know how they'd be like, oh, this charge is, you know, five to eight years. Uh, this charge got a, you know, a range of 10 to 15 years. They're getting the most time off the drug tax stamp. So if you go get a drug tax stamp and pay for it, you can legally sell drugs. That's what. That's the big secret that don't nobody, <laughs> even the drug dealers don't even know that. So it's called drug tax stamp. So if you pay taxes on the drug that you that you sell it, government don't care. I didn't know that myself. Wow, that's that's really interesting that. Uh that that's out there you know you know we have like they call it street pharmacists i think more street pharmacists should know this instead of the pharmaceutical companies taking all the money <laughs> yep that's what and, and when i when i would when i found this out like you know i was still in the street so i was telling you know people i was around and they're like i'm not going down there to tell the police i'm 
it's like they already know that you're doing it. You might as well just pay the drug tax now and, <laughs> and protect yourself. <laughs> but, uh, you know, of course, you're not going to get somebody to go down there and, and to the police station and say that they sell drugs or anything of such. But legally, that's that's how you protect yourself. You pay a little. Um, and then it depends on how much you make. Like if you're like a low, a low skill type, they're not going to charge you much. If you're a high skill person, yeah, they're going to, they're going to, you know, tax you more money. And, um, it's just, it's taxes. You go down there and pay it. That's how you pay anything else with taxes. So anybody that want to look into it, it's called drug tax stamp. Um, and that's what it is. I am putting that in the live chat. If this is your first time being in the show, make sure y'all take a look over in the live chat section. We do read those um, for the most part, and then we put notes and stuff over there so you guys can find these sources as well. Also, if you plan on jumping up here tonight and having a conversation, go ahead and jump up now. You're going to be here for the whole show, then we'll take calls. Um, We're going to also start making sure that we stay on task uh, and if, if for some reason uh, you start going off task, it's not personal. I'm going to just remove uh, you off the call uh, discussion. And also, let's try to be respectful of time when you're talking, too, because other people want to speak as well. So if you want to get up here and grab a mic, um, we're going to go in order. So it's best to jump up now so that you can make sure you get up here and speak um, to do that. So... So, Shaka, there are some things that we had discussed before, and you said, you know, this this discussion, some people aren't ready for it yet. And I agree with you completely, you know, that people are not going to be ready for this discussion necessarily because people still have their um, sides they choose or, you know, the information. They they don't know the information that's out there. Um, So it's really big for us to make sure that you're also sharing this show, too, so that more people can see it and hear it. Um, sometimes the people who aren't even, even in politics or we're looking at what's going on right now, it's really hitting their pockets, it's really affecting their lives, and they, they we can help them skip the whole party stuff by coming here and discussing our constitutional rights and everything first so we can do that. Oh, so, Shock, I have a question for you. Um, I What happens to innocent until proven guilty? Um, why is it that it's okay for them to arrest you until they can prove that you're innocent or, or you have to pay for bail bonds. And uh, like I said, I know it's a money thing, but I, I just, that's wrong to take away someone's freedoms or liberty, their, you know, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness to sit there and be away from their family and then not be able to make an income and, and things like that. The mess with the family, you have someone missing from the household that contributes you mess with the record, so it's harder for them to actually accomplish getting a job or anything, or even possibly where they live at. So, what, how how necessarily can we fix that? Because all that stuff's unconstitutional. Um, but like I said, we have this issue where the DAs or, or the prosecutors have a win rate, opposed to actually looking for justice. Um, first. Um, I want to say I'm real, you know, I got to remain positive. I can't always be like, oh, we're never going to fix it. You know, like even, even though, you know, that's sometimes what you want to say. Um, Mm -hmm. it's a money, um, it's a money will. And when I say a will, um, I wrote a bracket, um, that I'll probably go find and share later on the night since we talked about it. 
but it's a bracket on um, how, and I'm speaking about just the black community in general, how the black community, um, you know, funds a lot of big cities. Like just the smallest city, the smallest part of the city funds the whole city on how to make money. So a lot of things that they're doing is is a structure of basically keeping people trapped into a certain um, corner. And in that certain corner, um, you start to lose items. You start to lose, you know, car. You start to lose your house, your apartment, your job, uh, excuse me, relationships. So what that does is it keeps you, I guess you want to say, in that impoverished mind. I have a, it's a, a saying um, that I always say that poverty creates crime. So whenever they can hold you to these things, like how you just said your rights are being trampled on, you know how many people lose their jobs for crimes that they didn't commit, but they got taken to jail on their way to, you know, to work. And so they missed that day's of work and then they missed the morning. Uh, the other day, the next day of work as well, waiting for court just to get their, um, just to get their, um, their, I guess the charge thrown out because, you know, and then they lost their job. So now you didn't lost your job because you missed two days of work. You know, and this happens so much. Like, you, you might think it's just something that, you know, that's just thrown in the air that I'm talking about. But this happens so much that people are losing their livelihoods because of how the system is actually ran. So when you have those things, you know, in, in certain communities, some people will go, you know, they'll go to the extreme to actually try to get another job or to make ends meet. Um which sometimes that leads to crime. So, like I said, it's, it's a blueprint that was actually, you know, targeted towards a, a group of people. And then, it, it, of course, it lashed out and leaks out uh, to other people, you know, as far as the Hispanic community, the white community, things and such. It, la- it, it leaks out to that. But for the most part, um, you got to look at the system of its quotas. And me and you talked about this on the phone, Donnie. Um, everything is a quota. So if you have a business that's ran off quotas, that should be a red flag right there because if there's no crime being committed, how can you have a quota for crimes that's not being committed? Like, like if there's nobody breaking the law, you can't have no quota to make people break the law. So I think that's where they need to start at, um, you know, as far as police um, departments having quotas and, and meeting quotas and everything else. Uh, that's bullshit. Whenever you meet in quotas, that means you're in sales or if you, if you, not seeing any crime, you got to go create a crime. So that goes into the racial profiling as well. So um, it's a it's a it's a well oiled machine. And um, until we sit down, black and white, and just say, yeah, that sounds about right, and put our personal feelings to the side, um, nothing's going to change. It's just going to you know expand more and more into the communities that's ignored. Yeah, definitely. I, and I think that now. It's expanding into other communities heavy. And you're starting to really see it. People are, I'm seeing a lot of less of the, the back, the blue. I'm starting to see a, a lot of people changing their mindset because when they see, start seeing on the news that certain people are being targeted or being arrested because of, just because of what they believe. Um, or bogus charges are being thrown up because they want to shut someone up or take away someone's credibility. The, the people are really starting to see how this is actually working. You actually start to see that well you, well, you may think that, you know, one entity is there to protect you or there to be there if something, uh, emergency happens. They're, they're more so working um, on behalf of the government. They're a government agency. Um, and real quick, you know, 
on the Third Amendment, it talks about that the, you know, uh, the military can't be in your house and, and things like that. I've actually seen where judges have ruled that you can't use the Third Amendment because it doesn't say police. It says military. But at that time, police, there were police departments yet. So it, I think that I don't think that we should go in there and touch the Constitution quite yet because you don't know who's going to mess it up. But um, I think that should be the same thing. Like, police can't just go to your house, like, go into uh, your property, cutting your fence up so that uh, the cows can go on the street and so they can take your stuff. Well, now they're on public property. All these different things they do to try to take away people's stuff and their property. It's... um. It's insane, and there's certain businesses too. And I'm gonna speak from a personal experience, like with tow companies. Like I don't see where it, it should be illegal that a company can come and take your property and then turn around and sell it. Um, and then, uh, and then most people would just be like, "Oh, whatever, don't fight it." Because, like I said, if we don't know what our rights are in our states, then we can't fight that stuff back. Uh, where or people just don't because they just think they just, "Oh well, I just I'm just shit out of luck." So. The other other thing is too. Then we have the Fourth Amendment, and this also pertains to your people's vehicles and in your, in your homes and people cops coming in and then not having a knock on doors and just oh you just have to comply if it's a cop or if, if a cop comes in if you have a right to defend yourself and a cop comes in and attack you or something they say you attack the cop then you're the bad guy and you get arrested and it's okay for them to kill you, but it, it's. Uh, if you don't know your rights and everyone else around you don't know your, their rights and your rights, then they sit there and like, oh, well, you should have just complied. And instead of us as a community coming together and be like, no, what do you think you're doing? Because, you know, back in the olden days, when there was some shit hitting the fan, almost the whole town was out there looking what's going on. But now we don't care. We don't stick up for each other. we just like, oh, well, it happens. Or your, or your family, like, you don't have any money or your family does have money. Well, you should have just complied. You should just listen. You got to sit there. Like, we shouldn't have that mindset. You know, we're letting them win when we do things like that. I agree. And, um, you know, like I said, I've I seen the comply stuff be used on uh, political parties. You know, um, Republicans tell Democrats to comply. And then, you know, you have the Ashley Babbitt stuff. Then, the, uh, you know, the Democrats start telling Republicans, you know, it wouldn't happen if she, you know, comply. So it's like you can point the finger back and forth, back and forth. But, you know, complying to the to the police or complying to something, um, you know, that's not in your favor. Uh, the police, the police department is not in your favor. They're there for revenue. They're there for policy, um, you know, policy upholding. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, they mix that up. It's like you see a lot of people that say, oh, I'm for the Constitution. I'm for the Constitution. And then, you know, they oh, we back the blue. And it's like, uh, do you, have you heard of a police state? And then some people don't realize that, you know, they get you to back the blue. And this is my first time saying this on the show. Um, they get Republicans or the right to back the blue or certain people that think they're constitutionalists. They get them to back the blue. And then they get the other people to hate the blue, not knowing that you both are working at in the interest of them so you can't have you can't have uh i guess freedom if you have a police state so you have people that that say they believe in freedom as far as the right or somebody that's a constitutionalist and then they're rooting for a police state that's where that's where the authority goes to the politicians the authority goes to the rich that's when you get a police state uh, you know so what it does it's, it's a mind it's a mind trickery 
like, you know, I believe, like how you said, more people in your community, y'all band together, uh, you, you can you can patrol and you can do everything else in your, your community to clean it up. We can clean up our community by ourselves. We don't need outside sources to do it. So um, I think I think we need to look into that. Um, they got us far from that thought, so we think it's not possible because it, it hasn't been going on for so long that we just think that no, you can't. I'm proof that you can police your community. I'm proof that we did uh, lower the crime forty uh, percent um, on a certain a certain uh, the west side of Las Vegas, which is uh, black community. Uh, we lowered the crime there. And that's, you know, like I said, as far as we did it as a community. And, and that was basically, uh, we didn't have to go beat people up nine times out of 10, but it's like, yeah, we get together, we band together, we show love and, you know, we congregate. That's what we need to get back into. And if we, if we treat our neighbors like they're, they're the enemies or the strangers, then yes, that's, that's the vibe that you're going to give out. So I think we need to start going back to love the neighbor and, uh, yes. you know, and, I think that's, you know, one thing that's overlooked is, oh, I don't like my neighbors. I don't like Susie across the street. And it's like, that's the best person to like because now that person, when you leave, that person can watch your house or has an eye on your house if something happens. So um, we just got to build up the community more. Yes. And, you know, the other thing that I, um, I've i been noticing, too, and it's been going on for a long time, um, who gets to make um, a public opinion about you and how often do you get to come out and have the same amount of time that the media has given on telling people about you and messing up your name and you don't have a say in that so I, I, I don't know how that necessarily can be fixed legally um, but the media sitting there putting your face out there or, or saying um, that someone has been accused of something once that's out there it's out there and people can use it against you if it's true or not um, if, and you haven't even been convicted of a crime your, or anything your, yet. Your mic is uh, is echo and like it's staticing again. Uh, how about now? No. Still not, doing it. Not now. Okay. Um, the other thing too is with the media, the shaping public opinion also affects your court date. They say don't watch the media, the news, and things like that. I don't really necessarily believe people don't look at the news. So they, they shape a public opinion about you. So if they work for the, uh, the state and trying to help help these prosecutors and DAs deem you as what they're trying to deem you as. Well, where's your privacy there? So if you haven't been convicted yet, why are they even putting your information, your face out there like that? Um, and and where, like they've already painted you as a villain. They've already painted you as guilty. That's an issue too. But people, that's going to be also up to us not believing just whatever someone else says and hearsay. You know, say something, say so someone can put something out about Sally and you never seen Sally like that before or nothing, but you see on the news and you instantly believe it instead of talking to Sally. That's something we have to start doing. We got to stop believing everything that we hear about certain people and start really um, looking at like, well, what's up with you putting this out there? Is this person actually convicted? They use certain words like being accused or allegedly, but in the, the same um, stance, is still accusing you of something, even though they're trying to cover themselves by saying allegedly or, or has been accused. Where, where is our protections with our privacy when it comes to the media? 
you don't get it. Um, you know, like I said, as far as the media has been, the two of the CIA, um, Operation Mockingbird has been uh, definitely um, overworked in the last, really overworked in the last 10 years. Um, you know, like I said, as far as it, it's been going on before that, but now they have it, you know, in overdrive. So, um, you know, some people don't believe anything unless it comes from the news or uh, a reputable source. And it's like, what is a reputable source right now? If you know anything about researching or just diving into something, what is the reputable source right now? Like, what is it? It doesn't exist right now. You know, like I said, as far as all you can do is use a site as a um, cross-reference or a point of reference and um, go from there as far as with your research. But we have no credible sources right now when you're dealing with the media. Um, right. You know, just we have propaganda, and that's that's really about it. It's propaganda, brainwashing, um, the usual. So, yeah, the media is basically the arm, the arm of, of the program. So that's why, you know, as far as um, I always say that the way that, some societies see certain certain communities. Um, you know, a lot of people watch the news at those at those time periods when we were younger. Um, they'll get up and watch the news at six thirty while they're getting up, brushing their teeth, going to work. Um, they'll be at work, go to the lunchroom and for break, and it's on at eleven o'clock, uh, twelve thirty, twelve o'clock news. Uh, you get off work, you know, uh, you know some some people catch the six thirty, seven o'clock. Uh, eat supper or the nine o'clock, 10 o'clock food. So it's always, if you look out how the news channels, um, space out their time, they're spacing out their time for the programming. And, you know, like I said, as far as we didn't understand that's, that's what they were doing. We just thought, Oh yeah, noon, the news come on, uh, 9 a.m. The news come on, 6 a.m. The news come on, uh, 6 30 p.m. The news come on, eight. You know, we just thought that those were programs. We can program every, Almost every three hours, we was getting programmed by the news, and we would watch it faithfully. And there's something else y'all have to understand, too. Just because you did something doesn't mean you're guilty. If it's, not constant, if it's an unconstitutional law, it doesn't mean that you're guilty of committing a crime. So if a cop man see you, you know, spark up some Mary Jane or something, then okay, and you go to the court and have you on camera, and you say, I'm not guilty... Well, we, we have you on camera, but I'm not guilty of a crime, technically. So that's something else you have to think about, too, this whole thing where um, just because you did something doesn't mean you're guilty. And a lot of people don't know that, don't think about it. And another thing, too, now I'm going to dig more, a little deeper in this, and it's crazy my little brother was teaching me this, and I started researching it, too, like how they do the juries. If, if someone, it's like you know, they have, have uh, benefit of the doubt. They have no doubt that you did the, you committed a crime. If one person doesn't think you didn't commit that crime, and then the, the jury's okay, okay, boom, you don't, you are you're good. But then they try to turn around and try to throw out the jury and start all over on you. That's not legal. That's wrong. It, it, that is not how it's supposed to work. But people don't know that, and then how we end up with people um, locked up who aren't supposed to be there. Yeah, like I said, as far as um, it's. I don't know if you watched the back, um, what is it, the Dark Knight Returns? I don't know if you're a movie head, but uh, uh, the Dark Knight Returns, I love that movie because um, the villain in that movie uh, were actually, uh, you know, going after the politicians and going after um, the, the corrupt judges. 
I don't know if a lot of people caught on to that, but um, Bane, uh, when Bane had created his own little, you know, his little safety little section, um, he had the people try, you know, trying the, the judges, the corrupt judges and the politicians. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like a people's court. Of course, you know, they got you not to like it, but it's like when you watch, when you rewatch the movie, those were the corrupt politicians and the corrupt judges. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, um, you know, in society, we, we like titles so much that we don't think that some of these people are bad people when actually they are, you know, they just got a, a job. You know, they went to school, did this and got a job and they still corrupt at heart, you know, so, um, it's going to take, it's going to take a reset. And I believe that we, we as the people should reset it. But it's like, you know, how many, how many people will be, you know, actually up for it because we're so attached to what we deem as normal. Um, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they want things to just go with the flow. They don't want to start all over and, uh, work out the, you know, the, the wrinkles and things and such. But, um, I think more, the more we talk about it, the more that Donnie has these rooms. Uh, the more people, you know, if you can get one person to spark their they thoughts, then you won. Um, you know, next show, another person. Next show, another person. And what that does, it causes a trickle-down effect. But, you know, as far as the Constitution, um, I think a lot of us need to sit down and read it and not just, you know, say that you deal with the Constitution. Um, you know, a lot of people don't understand when you're working truly off the Constitution, you want to separate yourself from a lot of things that um, – that take away your sovereignty. Um, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a key word that a lot of people um, skip over. And it's a key word that um, society has deemed as bad. Uh, whenever you fight for your sovereignty uh, for you or your family, uh, you're, you're basically working off the law of the land uh, and working off things that you can permit and, and implement as yourself as a person. That's when you become that person. Um, you become, you know, of course you can't go around just, you know, doing crazy stuff but um you know you can start implementing things in your own uh we can make our own city uh we can make our own towns if you if you if you actually you know sit back and talk to anybody that's amish how do you think the amish got they got they you know you don't hear about the police going to the amish community and doing anything to them the amish have it where they got their sovereignty they can deal with they can deal with society whenever they want to or if they don't want to, guess what? They don't have to. But they have it where they have enough people. If you get enough people into a town where y'all buy some land and everything else, uh, they try to call it a cult. This is what they do now. They, they call it a cult. And when they call it a cult, that's when the FBI can start investigating and coming in and doing all types of stuff because they don't know what you're in there doing. Whenever you're out of their reach and, and whenever you're out the government's reach or the or the or the arm of the law, they will call you a cult, and then they'll try to put the FBI on you when actually, you know, in actuality, that you're just getting away from their stronghold or their chokehold that they have on uh, just, you know, regular communities and things and such. So basically, you kick out their jurisdiction of um, of overstepping. Um, you know, you can't over, if we all in this room went and bought, you know, 200 acres or something, and we called it, you know, Donnie Sound, this Let's just say that. And we all call it Donnie Town. We become citizens of that town. We don't become citizens. I think a lot of people mix up what citizens of the United States is. You don't want to be, by their 
by their standards, you don't want to be a citizen of the United States. You want to be a citizen of America. Or you can go into being a citizen of Arizona. You can go be a citizen of Texas. You can be a citizen of... You can choose to be a citizen of that state and operate off of um, the laws and the statutes of... Or not even just the laws, just the statutes of that state. And that's what that's what they don't teach us, is that part. Is you can work off the constitution. Every state has its own constitution. So, right. Uh, and then, yeah, and that's and that's, you're exactly right because think about this: Why do they have uh, people in drones trying to move to places like Texas and try to change it because they want to change the kind of government that's been ran there? Is you by a speaker? Your mic is. Okay. I don't know if you buy like a speaker, like a. Um, like a desktop speaker or anything, because every time it seems like a static, like the mic is uh, feeding off of something. Oh, how about that? I don't hear nothing now. Okay. And I haven't changed anything. I think it's like, I don't know if it's just changing the frequencies. I haven't touched it. I leave it the same way. So (laughs) when we come back, I don't mess it up. (laughs) Yeah. You turn into a super saying over there. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> level energy levels going up, but um, yeah, yeah. This this conversation is so big and important because it because a big thing is they use this stuff like you had said earlier. This is a vision, you know. And uh, another thing we had talked about too is how other countries may try to get involved with this. Most likely they will. This is gonna let us go after each other first and then come in. It's like that movie Purge, where the, eventually they start letting other countries come in and participate in the purge. It's um, we we have to really come together um, with this because this is how they're going to defeat us. It's so much easier to keep on classifying us and putting us in different groups. Oh, you sleep with this person. You're this gender. You're this color. This is your religious belief. You're a Democrat. You're a Republican. This the whole division thing. They have us so divided up in all these different groups and little chunks and things like that to where it's so easy for them to do things like that. And they'll they'll keep creating more, um, like you said, chunks. They'll keep creating more division. Um, it, it's basically people are tribalists by nature, um, you know. So if if you know if we start getting outcasted, we're gonna be like, oh, we constitutionalists, and you know we're not dealing with anybody that's not a constitution. Like you know, we cut ourselves off of a you know of you know a section of people that can we can actually be allies with or whatever case be. But um, the divide is always, you know, like I said, my job, um, I don't care if people like me or not. My job is to actually uh, merge uh, the conversation between black and white. That's always been my job for years. Um, I, I don't change off of that. Either you like it or you don't or you stuck in your ways. Uh, but I think a lot of this stuff that we how we feel about each other, conversations, um, some people are just evil. It is what it is on, on mm-hmm. both sides. Uh, you have evil people on both sides. Some people are just evil, and they don't want to understand anything. It's cool. That's fine. That's that's part of life. But our job as adults, communication runs the nation. Uh, you know, so it's like if we're not going to communicate and actually, you know, have a decent dialogue, uh, th- these are, you know, this is what always kept us behind as far as I don't want to talk to them because, you know, they black in you know, they conservative or they black or Republican or black and constitutionalist. Like it always, it's always a cutoff or I don't want to talk to them because they're white 
and they're Republican. And it's like, you know, and that or they white or they MAGA. It's like it's always gonna be that cutoff. Now you got the pro life versus the, the pro choice. Uh now you know, two weeks before that you had the uh pro gun versus anti gun. You know, so it's like they 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 keep showing us the divide and that's what they're gonna keep on doing is having us fight each other and the more that we fight each other, the more we look like we're minors. Um, you know, we'll talk about if you want me to talk about that, dealing with the constitution, I will. But uh in the eyes of law we're minors. I don't want you let me know if I got the green light. But um You got the green light. We're basically minors. Um, you know, the you know, as far as even, you know, the white the white community, you're minorities. The black community, we're minorities in the eyes of the law, because they they don't believe that we we have the mental capacity uh, to be adults. Uh, we don't understand the law, so now we need somebody of. When I told you about the January the sixth uh, situation, where I said those people went and got lawyers, those lawyers represent them now. Those are the guardians. Like if you was a child, you would have a parent and you have legal guardians. Um, when you're dealing with when you're dealing with the state. You versus the state or you versus anything other government, you become the minor, minor as a child. So that's why they, they know we don't understand law. So they have somebody, you know, a chaperone, um, a guardian, uh, you know, like I said, a, a lawyer, a, 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 um, a attorney or a public attorney. Uh, those are the people that speak for us. What happens? What happens if you get in trouble right now when you was young, Donnie? Your parents will take you to, you know, if you, you throw a rock through the neighbor's window, your parents will take you to that porch. They'll knock at the door. And guess what? You'll sit your ass there. Your parents will do the talking. You'll say, I'm sorry. And the, and the parents talk. It's the same way when you go to the court. Whenever you go to the court, your, your, your public defender or your attorney that you pay for, they talk. You sit your ass there. You say, yes, not guilty or guilty, whatever. And you sit there and the other person talk for you. They are your parents. Uh, you know, so that that goes into the sovereignty situation where um, I've been to court. I represented myself. Um, they don't like that. I've been in the back of the, um, the judge's chambers where we had, you know, conversations conversed back and forth. And he said, please don't do this. I'm not in the mood today for it. Uh, we're just going to do this this way and I'm going to dismiss it. And you're going to go to another court. I've, I've, I've done that. When you take away, when you when you get your power back. It's the most it's the most eye opener thing that you can you basically, you know, it's like a video game. You get to the last level and you beat it. And it's like, okay, there's certain things that you can and you can't do to me. I can sue you. I can do this. You can start suing and putting liens on these judges and these officers. So when you put a, a tort law, um I had I had told you about tort law. Um, dealing with uh, um, the car um, when the car got um, towed, whatever the case be, you can start going after personally. You can start going after the officers in court. And um, when you put a lien, uh, what you do, you'll put a lien on the officer's assets, and that that takes away that um, takes away from them being the officer or or them being agents of a, of the laws when they when they intentionally. Um, I guess you want to say violated your, your rights. When that person violates your, your rights, you don't go after the, the police department. Start going after the actual officor. And that's, that'll, that'll make a lot of things change because these people got to go home to their families just like you got to go home to your families. They got to pay rent. Same way you got to pay rent. 
So, you know, we just got to start, you know, coming back to power and not being the minor, um, not being the child in the situation. But we're children right now. And and this is why they can get away with so much, because in the eyes of the law right now and, you know, the present, uh, we're children. So now we have to be adults. Like when you look at the January 6th situation, they look like children climbing up something, trying to jump into this and trying to jump through this window and everything else. So this is why they can hold them. Um, you know, so long because it's like, okay, this this dude, he doesn't have the mental capacity to operate in public. You see what they did. It it all comes down to you know just small words, small phrases, and you know, and, and that's how a lot of people are getting caught up. So uh, we just need to start teaching law more. Law and constitution works hand in hand, left hand, right hand. And I don't know for sure because like I haven't been to one. Do they have constitutions in the prison for jails? Um, they try to keep them out. Um, you have to go to a library uh, for that. Um, the reason why they try to keep them out is um, I don't know if anybody, they demonize, well, I'll say it. We, we're one big family. Uh, they start taking the constitutions out of um, the prisons or the jailhouses. Um, a lot of, it was a black movement called the Moors. Uh, what they, they, you know, a lot of my family, they were Moors. Um, you know, what they do, they know law. They know law, they know law of the land. So they were getting out of jail using the Constitution. They were getting their prison, um, you know, getting their, their prison sentence um, deleted off of working off the Constitution. So what they start doing, when I told you that sovereignty is a no-no, whenever you mention sovereignty, all you got to do is look up sovereign. They're going to they gonna have, oh, these people are practicing sovereign law. These people are practicing sovereign. What we always been sovereign. So why is it you demonize? You can do a quick Google sovereign law. You know, you start seeing all the negative things about being a sovereign, a sovereign citizen and things and such. And they want to scare you off of being a sovereign citizen. So that's why I'm like, OK, if we work as sovereign citizens, we can still work. The Constitution is 100 percent. Um, I always say, I always say this. The Constitution is still the Constitution. Um, it depends on what you fall under. Um, earlier in the, um, me and you talked on the phone, I started telling you that when you go get your, your birth certificate, your, your, um, your, your license, uh, your permit to carry, all that stuff, it takes, it takes away your sovereignty because you ask for permission. You ask for permission to, you remember I told you about being an adult or being a minor. You ask for permission to drive. Do you have permission to drive? Oh, I ain't got my license. Well, let me go get my license so I can go get permission to drive. Do you got permission to carry? Uh, no, but guess what? The Constitution says you got the right to bear arms. But you don't have permission to carry because you're a minor at mine. So in law, you're a child. You got to go get permission. It's a permission slip to go for a field trip. Whenever we was in school, you didn't get your you didn't get your, your field trip slip going. You had to stay back. You didn't go to the forest with them. So it's like we're kids to them. So you know, like I said, until we actually you know hammer that out and be adults in the eyes of the law, it's like, yeah, they trick us every time we register our kids. Um, our kids are not our kids. You know, you look at the shootings that that happened at the schools and how the police didn't go in. Those kids are property. They don't have to. They don't have to go in. Those are not your kids anymore. When they're in the custody, they're in the custody of somebody else. 
those are not your those are not your children. Whenever you send your kid to public school, guess what? Those are the state babies. You you can't go in there and take your kid out. They can the police will arrest you. They won't let you in the school. Those when the school go on lockdown, you cannot go get your kid. That kid belongs to the state. And that's what we registered our kids, not knowing that you registered your kid. What? Registration ends September the 10th. Let me register little, you know, little Timmy for school. You register him to go to school. You register him to have, uh, you know, basically a guardian. And that's when the, the, the public schooling is the guardian. So. Absolutely. You know, um, I wonder what they would do if we all just start sending a whole bunch of constitutions to these prisons, probably end up throwing them all out and burning them up so they can keep people in there, to keep them constitutions out to keep them in. But uh, let's uh, let's go ahead in and take some of these callers. I see two. Uh, we're at the 45 mark. And I did say earlier, if you wanted to have a chance to come up and say something, make sure you grab a mic. And if you're going to do it, go ahead and do it now. Because if we're close to the end of the conversation and you grab a mic later, um, you have to come on next time. So uh, let's go ahead and get Robert up here. And I see private. Let's do this. Hey, Robert. Hey. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, my phone has been pretty wonky, by the way, as I called T-Mobile earlier. Um, but... Um, Here's my, but Shaka, you made a lot of good points. Um, I, I personally think it's time that we just completely ditch the system we have and we start, start over at the basics. The, the first to the 15th amendment. And then, uh, but the problem is a lot of people, like you said, are just not ready for that. They, they don't want to give the, they they like they like the paradigm of voting left versus right uh and they they don't they don't want to uh the they just don't uh, they just don't want to deal with with the complications that come with uh that come with building a whole new system that's I think that's the first thing that we have to remember because these uh, because yeah we're talking in ideals here and hopefully one day we can make things a reality but there's going to be a lot of straggle stragglers are going to be like ooh, ooh we got to start from scratch I don't want to put in all that work I just want to vote on November fourth and. So I don't have to do it. So I don't have to get up off my ass. But uh, so that's essentially what we're up against because the smart, because the smartphone generation, I mean, for God's sakes, if you ask these kids, for example, how the, if, if I took away your GPS, how would you find your way to X destination? They couldn't tell you how to read a map and use a compass. Most of them, anyway. Uh, that's that's something. Yeah. One of them, Robert. I'm, I'm guilty. <laughs> well, maybe one day I'll be able to teach you how to how to navigate the uh, navigate without a GPS. But I think that's a very vital skill to have. 
because you because that mean because yeah you have to take the time to learn the learn the roads of the place you're going but it's worth it uh, because because then you'll and and the way the way we used to navigate before GPS is we is we would memorize intersections uh in for wherever we're going and look for major landmarks and if you learn where the major if you learn where the major landmarks are it's often pretty easy to figure out and then so but that's that's kind of like shit hits a fan type stuff that that today's kids just are not ready for because what happens if, what happens if you're if the GPS network gets hit with an EMP then what you know that a lot of people just want an easy life and and what we're and what we're talking about building something up from scratch is very hard work so Hey, so I'm hope, so I'm really hoping and praying we can keep motivating people to do, to do better. Yep. Likewise, like I said, um, I agree with you, uh, with that as far as a lot of us, um, you know, we want the easy way. Uh, we don't want to put down the, you know, start from, uh, build. You know, destroyed and, and rebuild over. Uh, we just want to go go with the flow. Um, I get it. You know, like I said, I've been there before. Uh, but you know, I start I start to see what truly was going on, and that changed my my view on things. So, um, you know, hopefully we can inspire more people to come in. Uh, like I said, do your do your um, diligence and do your you know your duty on actually sharing um, information. If you don't share um, the channel which you should share the channel, um, you know, share the information. Um, that's, that's one thing that a lot of us, it's only so much one person can do. So, you know, like I said, as far as some people are not going to listen to me, they might listen to Robert. Uh, some people might not listen to Robert. They might listen to Donnie. Some people might not listen to Donnie and vice versa. Like we keep going and going and going. Um, you know, we, you know, nobody's up here to end all be all. So you might, want to send somebody, you know, Donnie's way, uh, you talk to them, they might listen to you for a little bit, then they hear it from somebody else. Nine times out of ten, the person you're talking to is not going to listen to you. They're going to listen to a complete stranger. That's just how human nature works. I hate it, but the people that you know personally will not listen to you. They'll listen to a complete stranger, and they'll be like, oh, well, I guess, you know, so we got to find these complete strangers that are actually putting out um, solid information so we can send our family members, our friends to these complete strangers that's going to lead them to the right way. Um, the, the human mind is fickle like that. It's, they don't want it from people that's close to you. You want it from an outside source. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, Robert, for coming up as always and dropping your flames. We're going to get to uh, private next. And then we have Christopher and Carice. And if you're not up here yet, um, these are going to be the last folks speaking unless you hop up here within the next minute. So go ahead, Private. Hey, Savage Donnie. What's up, Shaka? Yo. Yeah, I agree with all you're saying, you know, uh, this whole everything with uh, 
the schools, taking over your kids and everything. And a lot, a lot of people don't understand. I know it's like, it's hard to start, you know, this neighborhood and community gardening, but it all starts there. You got to get the community involved. And when you start doing that, everyone's working together. They're watching their backs and you can start homeschooling. I talked to a guy the other day, uh, uh, what was some place in Virginia, I forget, but he, he was selling food and, you know, it was expensive, but he, he was doing it, you know, at this gas station. Right. And I talked about, it, he said, he's already doing this gardening stuff. And I kind of explained what, you know, community, you know, and neighborhood farming is. And he's like, I already kind of do that. And it's like, yeah, you just got to get others involved, you know, throw some block parties, stuff like that. And then, you know, let's say homeschooling. It's like he homeschools his kids. Like, well, what if you got a neighbor that's got the same, you know, mindset as you, but they can't afford it. They can throw you a few hundred bucks to kind of help, you know, homeschool the kids. And you kind of work together. And once you work together, you can you start ripping the chains off of what the government has put on us to depend on. You know, like grocery stores, 100% of our food comes from there. Well, what if it only got 20% of your food or 30% or even 40% and you got it mostly from your community trading with amongst each other. And now you're trading, you're eating more, more locally and you're just supporting local businesses. And then once you get everyone kind of liking each other instead of listening to the media, because the media is run by uh, project mockingbird, which we all know that that's CIA and all this algorithm crap is run by the CIA with like 200, 300 phones and you have two people running the whole show and they're having robots make all these tweets and crap. But if we control local stuff and let's say local counties, we start running sheriffs and all the local people's like, Oh, Hey, I heard from so-and-so and then, you know, they're working with the local church, whatever you believe in. And you can start putting sheriffs in there and you could take over mayorships. If you just, take the power away from the media and you start, you know, teaching your kids how to garden, you know, with homeschooling and things like that. And you just work with the community and you help each other. Don't let the government be their, their crutch, you know, and have everyone help each other. And I know it's hard to start, but you've got to start somewhere. And I believe it starts with growing food and garden and having a block party or a barbecue with one or two neighbors that are all like-minded. And that's why I really truly believe this will start because we know that CIA is making money off of running drugs to this country. So we're not going to change their mind anytime soon. We're not going to change the government's mind anytime soon unless we straight up say, hey, you guys are done. You're out. We're going to, we're going to, um, you know, get rid of you somehow, you know, treason, whatever. Unless that happens, this drug war will never end. So the only option is to start from the ground level and work up. Absolutely. You know what, too, Private? Um, how you describe everything, I, I don't, I know, you know, everyone can say, oh, this could be hard. People think, oh, change is different because people don't like change. But this could actually be fun. Like he said, like, you know, we have, we want to plan a block party and, you know, depending on funding, uh, we can get the block party, the tour going, everything going. But like starting a community garden, that stuff, that stuff can be fun. We, we, we can make it hard. We can make it not fun. But honestly, I think we could actually make this fun um, as we work and do this locally in our communities. 
um, we, can, we don't have to make it where it's hard because where's the end goal? What, what are we trying to get? What we're going to accomplish? What are we going? What's the end prize? So, like, say you're trying to work out, you're trying to get your um, body fat percentage low, you're trying to make yourself healthier. Once you start it, it may seem hard, like a task, but then you start seeing the results, and it and it feels good, and you're having fun doing it, and other people see you having fun doing it, and they want to be a part of it. Well, how did you do this? Um, I want to do this. What was your formula? I think, honestly, instead of us looking like this could be really like a hard thing or something that's not going to be fun, like we could look at it that way. They want us not to, they want us to be miserable. But if they see us out here smiling and still doing what we're doing, okay, you're going to um, try to get rid of, make our meat super expensive, but we're going to do this. And we're going to smile and have fun doing it. Oh, okay, so you're trying to um, take my, away my life rights and liberties? Well, we're going to come together and get some land together, and we're going to govern ourselves and govern our own community ourselves and get the right people in like shares, like you guys just said. And this is going to be more fun because this is something that's going to not just be, hopefully we can get this benefit um, in our lifetime. I actually think we can get some of this stuff going here in the next few years. But right. think about how that's going to affect our future generations of things that we may not have to experience. We didn't get to uh, experience these things, but we're going to pivot this and change it to where our kids and our generations to come, that's a legacy that we leave behind. That's huge. Just that's historical. Or imagine this. Let's say they're at the grocery stores running, you know, don't have any garlic or something, right? And you grow, and you grow garlic. Like, oh, here, here's a clove. I grow this stuff, you know, and you start helping them with food because we got food problems. And you can always say it like the black party and you can have, or a barbecue, whatever you want to call it. And you have these big posters talking about the food shortages. And anyone that's interested, they can stick around. If they're not interested, they could drink a beer and watch sports, whatever. But you'll get people that are interested in this and didn't know that, hey, you were had the same mindset as they did. And you could show them how to start, you know, gardening. If they don't know how to garden, you help them. You know, if you have a church, like I was talking about a couple weeks ago, there's a church that ha they have a cow, they have small farm animals. And if you have that in, you know, the rural areas, I don't think you're going to get that much in the suburbs, but you can take over the rural areas and get you know, sheriffs in there, you know, you can take away these, these public schools that are just teaching kids about LGBTQ and or whatever the hell they do. And you can start homeschooling and helping people who can't afford it because not everyone can afford to homeschool. Not everyone has the time, but if let's say person, a family, a, you know, they got a pretty good sized property, you know, fairly large house. And, you know, they can take on, you know, four or five extra kids with some extra funding, of course, and maybe, you know, some help once in a while. And you just got to help them out. You got to help each other out. And the school no longer has control of those kids and they lose tax money. And, the, and we take away the tax money from the schools. They're going to realize, hey, we got to stop what we're doing. Or if you just get going bigger and bigger and hell, you can start maybe even a private school. And it's a homeschool, private school kind of thing. I don't know how that works, but I'm sure that's possible if you get enough people involved in the yeah. community. Yeah, you, everything you're saying is uh, 100% correct. Um, I homeschool. Um, I, you know, we had a, well, we had a big community garden. Um, I mean, huge garden. Uh, and we was feeding, you know, we was feeding a lot of, you know, the inner city uh, community that couldn't pay for things or couldn't, um, apply for different government assistance and everything else they have uh, you know we, we grew fruit and um, veggies um, we had that happen 
And there's a lot of people that's in Vegas right now, same city I'm in right now. They'll tell you that that garden, they had the, um, guess who destroyed the garden? BLM? Nah, shit. They, who do BLM fight? They, they all the same gang to me. The police? The police destroyed the garden. That's some bullshit. So you can take up the sheriff too. But I'm just saying, as far as like, you know, you see how coincidentally you said BLM, and then I'm like, well, I, I, me being, you know, uh, activist and everything else, I know that BLM and the police work hand in hand. They, they, BLM brings people in, um, so they can get arrested, and then you know the city, the city racks up, um, you know, fees and fines for these people. They work hand in hand, so it's kind of like the, the shepherd bringing, bringing, you know, the sheep to the slaughter. Um, that's what they do. You know, so like I said, as far as anybody that's that's been in here, um, that know me personally, know that most of my friends were killed uh, being activists. You know, we start calling out the the you know the ship the shepherds that was leading us to the slaughter, and uh, you know I started getting harassed by the FBI. Um, the garden that we had, you know, I was you know one of the the head faces of the garden, so yeah, the police department destroyed it, um, and crazy. and they said they were looking for, you know, drugs and, and, you know, said we was growing marijuana and everything else, but never found no marijuana. So you destroy stuff looking for marijuana, but you destroy the whole garden, just just trampled it, saying that you're looking for marijuana and didn't find it. That's why wow, I've that's, used, it's a, that's I think insane. the thing... But hey, just, hey, hey, private, one second. Because um, we do have to get to the other folks. I do appreciate you for coming up and dropping your gems as always. But um, so I think Shaka, um, one of the things that you have pointed out to is what you describe a, a Judas goat, where they have that goat that leads people <laughs> to be yep, the, the, leads the other ones. Yes, the Judas goat leads them to slaughter. But private, always, I appreciate you for coming up and dropping your gems. Private also tries to help and do things now, also behind the scenes. So is, I, is private all kinds of ways. Is he on Twitter? Yeah, okay. he's privacy on Twitter. Yeah, same handle. It looks like. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he he's been doing a lot to try to help in the background. So anything like anything you guys can do can help. And the description section, I also have where you guys can subscribe to the website. The cool thing about that uh, website is there is a community section. You have information you want to share in your local area. You can share it. That's as if you're uh, one of the bloggers on the website. Um, if you want you have some news that's going on. You want us to get it out. Let us know. You can share it on all your social media platforms as well. So like that's a community platform that we can use. Like if you're doing stuff out in your community, share that on the website. We all want to see that. So you guys make sure y'all go to notpoliticalproperty.com. It's in the description section. I'm going to stop trying to put them in the live section because they can disappear with all the comments. So it's in the description section on the very top. You can also um, tip, and that's up there too. Um, and I was reminded to bring that up today because uh, the next person we have up is Christopher. Uh, Christopher, uh, thank you for coming up again, and you have to share some good stuff. Christopher contributed yesterday. Um, I want to thank you. I appreciate you for contributing as well. <clears throat> and And you can hear me. What was that? And you can hear me. I just want to make sure that you can hear me before I start talking. So I don't want to make it where I'm oh, over yeah, here talking. Oh, yeah, you sound kind of quiet, though. Oh, yeah? Hold on a second. Uh, is this better? 
No. Sounds, yeah. Sounds me. Like the same. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a book on Amazon. <laughs> there's a book. It is called Common Law Handbook for Jurors, Sheriffs, Bailiffs, and Justices. It's a very easy read book. I can hold this book and this may be about yeah, 50, 59 pages. So I recommend going to get this book because it will touch on the Constitution, what the juror is supposed to be doing, what the sheriff is supposed to be doing, the bailiff and the justices. Now, a lot of people don't know that when someone is detained, as in we're going to put these restraints on you and take you down to such and such, certain forms are lodged in the private. These are called the Special Form 273, 274, and 275. <clears throat> they do not tell whoever it is that they are detaining that we are going to lodge these forms. They lodge these forms and they collect on the swindled estate that was taken from you when you were born. And this is why the crime is so rampant. This is why, well, let's social engineer this particular racial community so that they have no choice but to go out and commit crime and then we will harvest them. You follow me? Yeah. And can you do us a favor? Can you put that book in the chat so everyone can look it up? Because uh, um, people are also asking for the name of the book in the chat. So if you can give us a link that we really, yes. I would really appreciate that. Uh, I, I, I will put it in the community, but uh Oh, boy. So these forms are lodged in the private and they don't tell the detainee. That's not full disclosure. And also, you most people have a Social Security number. Most people have a driver's license, a birth certificate, a certificate of live birth, a passport, and those certain documents. When those dot when those are lodged those are your UCC contract trust accounts no one is supposed to be in them except you now how do you go about claiming and coming forward and saying these are my UCC contract trust accounts and no Mr. Judge, Mr. Prosecutor, and whatnot, you're not going to stick your hands in it. Now, as Shaka said, yes, you can be the sovereign. But on the same token, that doesn't give the one who is going to be the sovereign the right to go around and commit and injure and damage someone else. When that happens, you have just crossed back over into, hey, we can come and get you, because the whole thing is, is to go and do no harm. Yep. Once you have a harm party, you uh, you basically violated the rules. 
Yes. So corpus delecti or corpus delecti, whatever we're trying to say in Latin. If there is no injured party, there is no crime. I don't even know why you're talking to me. Now, most people don't know that they have a, some power of attorney over them. I can point to several different power of attorneys right now. Driver's license. Registration. Regis, R-E-G-I-S, means king. King, can I have permission to use my private conveyance on the roads, public roads? That's what we're doing when we go and we register. And if you did not reserve your rights on whatever applications and you sign a certain way, well, they can treat you any way they want. So when someone goes and they sign, they sign with a squiggly line. Well, in commerce, which is all it is, they're going to treat you like a squiggly line with no rights. <laughs> so the way to, yes, the way to put, to affix the autograph on the document is by B-Y- full colon, first hyphen, middle, full colon, last. Now, at the top of the name, without prejudice. Without prejudice pretty much means that whatever is going on and you're not telling me, I'm not party to it because you're not giving me full disclosure. And that driver's license is a permission to do something illegal and it's not your property. If they can come and take it anytime, it's not your property. So to add on to what you're saying, um, like, I don't know how long you've been in there, but a lot of my family, um, they're on their license. <laughs> those that do have a license, but some of them don't, uh, they don't prescribe or subscribe to a license. But the ones yes. that did go get a license because of employment, they got on the license. They wrote, um, the right to re- uh, reserve. Yes. Um, all rights and, reserved. Yeah. All rights reserved. And then they, then they have the squiggly line. But, uh, you know, it's, it's that part keeps them a little bit protected. But, you know, they argue back and forth on my family argue, you know, oh, just get rid of it. Then some just say, oh, just put this on there. So it's like a back and forth with it. But what you're saying is absolutely um, on point as far as, you know, it's, it's we're basically, you know, handing over everything and we're not disclosed uh, to a lot of the sneaky stuff that they're doing behind our backs. So. And. Anything you put your signature on can be turned into a negotiable instrument. I'll say that again. Anything you put your signature on can be converted into negotiable instrument. But they don't tell you that. And... This is another reason why, okay, well, uh, you know, the, the black folk, we're a little bit more in population. I don't consider black folk the minority in that sense. 
well, in the legal sense, someone says, okay, you're a minority because you, you haven't claimed your estate or you haven't changed your status or something along those lines. But let's corrupt, get into this community and break it down and then move in and harvest them. That's all that's sort of been going on. And I will yield because I know you're getting up to your time limit here. So, but uh, I do thank you very much for your time. No, I really appreciate you for coming up and sharing that. And real quick, you guys, I put in the live chat, uh, gab.com, where I met Christopher was on gab.com. It's an actual free speech platform. You know, there's all kinds of platforms out there. Uh, but with Gab, it's like, as long as you're not breaking the law, like you're not putting porn or, or things like that up there, uh, you can say what you want to say where you can't say it on other platforms. And it actually is actually real engagement on Gab, too. I am on Gab, and I am on Getter, and I am on True Social, if that can be heard. Yep. And then this is, and then he didn't come from, uh, if you're on Twitter, I didn't know, sorry. But like I no. met him on Gab. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I was flipping through, and I, and, and, this is not to leave out any other racial group, but right now I what I keep seeing is this focus on what we would call the black woman. I keep seeing the so-called Democrat Party really reining in on the black woman to get them to push this inferior agenda. And yes. This does have a lot to do with the prison population, too. I keep seeing black women jumping up and down for this madness. So when I am looking on a site such as Gab or Getter or True Social and I see someone that has the same spacesuit color that I have and they're speaking along the lines of constitutionalist, libertarian, I really check the site. Let's see where they where the heads at. I haven't we, found very hello. Go ahead. I haven't found very much, but for the ones that I have found, is 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 like a breath of fresh air, because now I know you you and I've seen the sites. You know, not political property, and I agree with that whole heart. The original party for the black man or the black woman was the Republican Party. And we both know this. Shaka knows it, too, that the Democrat Party was using the KKK to go around and terrorize the both the black and the white people who started the Republican Party. No, you're going to vote Democrat. We're going to burn this cross on the yard and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I'll go ahead yeah. and yield. I don't want to ramble on. Yeah, I will. Yeah. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to talk. Um, you know, I, I I remain. I keep it a little bit PG thirteen, but yeah, we yeah. definitely gotta cross paths and uh, talk. So you might maybe I, um go get I a rem- getter or or a gap. 
Yeah, yeah I remember I you. Get on Gab Shaka because. Hey, and Chris, I do appreciate you. I gotta get to Greece here, yeah, um, but definitely we can we can elaborate on that conversation more later. But you yes. know, that's gonna that's gonna um, also um, do this too because you know, tomorrow we're gonna have another lady come on who's a black conservative who has hope still for the GOP where I am abolished the whole party party system. And a lot of times the media likes to try to tie everybody in one group together. And you'll hear the difference of how. We both sound, you know, we're cool. We're recording, we're friends. But this this thing is we have to start people stop just grouping people in group just because they don't think um, on the, the, the left side ideology. But we have to come to this idea, like, if we get back to the basics, back to the Constitution, where's that division really going to come from? If people haven't read it, they're demonizing the Constitution. They're calling the Constitution's racist. Like, people aren't going to touch it. That's why we have to have these conversations. And we need more people like Shaka and his people up on Gab, too, because they need to hear your voices. And honestly, though, uh, people on Gab are ahead of Twitter. The news is faster on Gab. They get our liberties and our freedoms. They get, the, for the most part, that the parties are an issue. Uh, they have their own thoughts. You can tell a big difference on Gab than you do on Twitter with the, the, the sheep mentality. It's kind of hard to grow on Gab because people are more independent thinkers and they don't have this uh, idol worship going on as much on Gab. So, yeah, definitely check it out. I have in the, the link in there. But, Chris, how's it going? Go ahead and drop your gems. Hey, how you doing? So, um, before anything, I just really wanted to speak definitely to the to the title, you know, the subject, which is the in mass incarceration with the Constitution. You know, some of the more interesting things, especially um, I was a part of effort in uh, my state about two years ago where we um where it, we removed aspects of uh talking about slavery from the utah constitution and and then and the next step was or to address is the involuntary servitude aspect of incarceration right you know people getting paid these like horrible if they're not even i can't even call them wages you know you're making 20 cents 30 cents an hour or something to that effect you know and so you know when we're talking about mass incarceration you know it's so it's always we always got to lean on that prison industrial complex aspect of it and uh, you know i mean i remember the first years ago about you know private prisons and things of that nature which should have been uh, a issue that we talked about but now we get to this aspect and, you know, just recently in California, and, you know, when we talk about, you know, the left-right paradigm, and, and that's why I respect you, Donnie, and, and I mean, I'm pretty shocked because you're probably on the same page, which is like, you got, I call people like you purists, meaning that it's not about a left-right lean, it's just about, I'm trying to adhere to the Constitution. Um, if someone's going to earn my vote, it has to be someone who leans there. Everything else is just done avoid. I'm not here for the talking points. And so, you know, when we talk about that situation, it's uh, there's an irony that just recently that in California, there was a measure because they were trying to remove involuntary servitude and due to imprisonment from their California constitution. And the Democrats did not pass that measure. So, you know, we, we, we see the state for the state for the state, right? And and I think that's the conversation we need to really start having about incarcerations. You know, I mean, we talk about, you know, just recently the red flag law that passed. I, I put it on my Twitter, but 
on that red flag law, the new scenario of digging into juvenile records. And the problem is that you dig into some records of a minor to try to disqualify them with, from a constitutional right that when they, when their case was adjudicated against them during whatever time of age that they end up being in an institution, specifically in the red flag law, they mention 16 year olds and up uh, or between 16 and 18 year olds as the, as the, the target audience for the getting the juvenile records and when you when you really start thinking about that, and and I and I had put it up like you know Democrats claim to have a, such a aversion to what they call the school to prison pipeline, where sometimes these schools uh, criminalize youth, um, not give them really a chance to re- even rehabilitate or address the issue. They'll they'll what they'll what they also do right right is get testimony uh, from these kids without the presence of their parent, which speaks to Shaka's point. You know when you're talking about the movement that we're seeing across education and school boards in America, people talking about put the put the power <laughs> of our kids back in the hands of the parent. And and the reality is is that you get so many people who are really pro government, like, oh well, you don't know, trust the school. Well, I mean, how can you inherently trust any governmental institution, especially one where we just recently seen um that man Joe who had to fight for his right of privacy. He wasn't compelling kids to pray. He wasn't compelling kids to undermine their rights in any way. He was just saying, I'm going to do me. Um, the game is over. Yeah, I'm an employee, but the game is over. I'm going to go pray to, to God. Thank him for this game. Thank these kids ain't injured. And I'm going to go about my way. And so guess what, right? He was attacked by that same system. So when we have a system that consistently attacks constitutional rights, we have to look at the, this new red flag law and, and ask ourselves, how is is the future generation of kids who who may just be misunderstood and, and never told their rights? And this is why I have a passion now um, starting next school year to try to go to these schools and talk about the Constitution, passing out pocket constitutions, talking to parents about where their rights lay and and go within the school system. Um, because when you're looking at the fact that red flag laws now are targeting our future, our kids, um, even kids that that went through adjudication, but they in that adjudication, it didn't say that they're losing rights. That's the that's to me the unconstitutional aspect of this. And I'll say this too: I've always had kind of a even internal conflict when you swear an oath, you know, to the Constitution, and and for me, I swear an oath to the Constitution and the Constitution of the State of Utah and all laws. Well, how do I? What's the where's the conflict we we have when the law that we're swearing to uphold is unconstitutional? Because that happens. Matter of fact. Just the other day, we had to remove a, a unconst- uh, the, the Supreme Court came up with a noise provision aspect ruling, and we had to we had to reform our code in the city to for noise for noise because it was unconstitutional. So um, before I land my play, I'll just say this: we have to look at mass incarceration from an angle of how many of these people did not get a chance to flex their constitutional muscle. 
And honestly, we have to also ask the question out loud. And I mean, the Supreme Court has had some good decisions. Let's be clear. They have had some good decisions, but they've had some decisions that uphold the state, too. And we're talking about the fact that one of the decisions came from about Mirandizing people, informing them of their rights and that they, and that they don't have uh, police don't have to. That really is up to the citizen. It is an engineered agenda especially when you look at what kids studies in these schools to not them have them know our foundational rights. So um, I, I'd like to hear y'all comment, but I just wanted to land there. I had a question. Uh, like I said, um, everything you said, uh, spot on. Um, do you know, you said Utah, do you know uh, Roger, um Threats? Yeah, so me and Rod were we're that's my boy. We're we're close. So matter of fact, me and when I was the chair of the Utah Black Republican Assembly, Rod was my vice chair. Then when I became the chair of the 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 county, uh, or the so not the chair, the vice chair, excuse me, of the county. GOP. Roderick took over the assembly. Roderick actually isn't in Utah anymore, though. He moved. He's in Florida now. But me and him are close, yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my dude. Like I said, I used to um, I did a few shows, uh, podcasts with him. Um, dope dude, dope spirit. So, no, I just I just was, um, you know, asked that question because I'm like, oh, it sounds, you know, like I said, y'all on your P's and Q's sound similar. So, I'm, if y'all didn't know each other, I was going to link y'all today. Uh, but, you know, like I said, you know, it's a small world. Yes, sir, definitely. Definitely. And, yeah, I like what you had to say, uh, too. I, I agree with that. I actually kind of like that. I think we should start using that, you know, start flexing your constitutional rights. I think that would really stick. Uh, so I, I put that in the chat. I'm going to start using it all, all the time. So, And uh, credit to you for that, for sure. Um, so... So Utah, so I've talked to you personally, and, you know, I said, so certain, sometimes when you're in a state, sometimes where you have more liberties and freedoms, and a lot of times you look up um, states who actually follow the Constitution, Utah, I believe it's like in that top 10 frame, where people would assume like a Texas or a Florida is in the top 10 when they're not. Um, how do you get the message across when you're talking to people in the nation um, about their grievances? I know you brought up California, but... How do you talk to those people across the nation about that stuff? And, you know, you may have you have more rights than other people because you're in a state, a community where y'all have more rights than they, you know, you do like in Texas or California or New York. You know, to answer your question, I mean, that's why I'm trying to grow my platform, because just like how, you know, that's the importance of what we're all doing is because the reality is this. Like, I've done a lot of community work, um, uh, first of all. But I'll say this is there's a culture in Utah that really, really tries to lean towards. Let's make sure things are constitutional. And when you have that culture, it kind of breeds itself. Now, there are some people, ironically, um, who because I, I originally was a Californian and I moved to Utah, but I moved to Utah for the reasons of I wanted a, a conservative constitutional state that that does its best to try to uphold my values. I didn't come here to try, I didn't come to this state to try to change its values. And so, but I also have a passion for the minority community. So I also came to this state to try to help get outreach there because the reality is, is that 
I, I don't like where our discussions are in our community, which is these very top heavy, um, sensational Hollywood type views of our laws and our standards. Um, I mean, even when you look at certain rulings today, it's right. It's always the talking points. And then even, even when you're talking, you bring out the facts, right? People don't accept that. So what I do nationally, whenever I did anything nationally, especially, um, when we used to meet with, um, with the, the anti-slavery commission. And that was bipartisan. Like I worked with a, the Democrat had an interest in it. And that's where we talk about Donnie. That's why I say, I respect you and Shopta. Cause it's like, she, she came to me as American. It was like, regardless of party, like this is wrong. This shouldn't be existing. How do we solve it? Right. And so when I talk to, to like this, the slavery commission on, from a national standpoint, it was the same thing. Like how do we get people to realize that some things just doggone they transcend um these political lines that they try to draw us into and and a lot of it is you do that is for me is trying to get them to realize that you, if your rhetoric doesn't line up with what you're claiming to ha- what you're claiming that your aim is which is um oh, trying to have a, a equal a equal society a, f- a fair and equal society the only way that can happen is by following constitutional practices then then where we where are we and so the reality is to really try to get to the heart of your question is you have to have to have to stand by your stick by your laurels and be willing to do one thing that doesn't happen enough in society which is educate and advocate but don't pressure leave them the gyms to let and then let them absorb how much they can absorb and if they come back for more they come back for more i think sometimes um, we get caught up in trying to get people to see our point because we're impassioned about it and um, just like any good teacher they'll tell you you know i could teach 100 students but if i reach one that my job is done and that's the mentality we got to have on a national scale on this situation Thank you so much for answering that. Shaka, did you want to add anything else to what he said before we have some closing thoughts? Nope. Sometimes you just got to let them do their, um, their masterpiece painting and you know, <laughs> just, you know, take it take it as it is. So I have nothing I to say. Gotcha. Yeah, you're right. I appreciate that. Um, so the show is Monday through Friday, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And they're typically about an hour. Sometimes we on this on this on Thursday it can be an hour and a half. A couple of times it's been two hours, um, but typically it's about an hour long. Uh, it, it does stream to Apple and Spotify and other locations. So those who you're listening on those platforms, um, the description section pops up where you're at. Uh, the website is notpoliticalproperty.com. Uh, you can tip through Venmo and Cash App that way too. You can also donate to the, the website. We are trying to go on a uh, con- the, uh, the constitutionalist tour and have uh, block parties and organize those in areas where you're at. But that's not free, and, and especially isn't free now with gas prices the way they are, and they're continue you know continuously going up. And so, again, this this platform we uh, like we don't send for any party because that uh, I want to abolish the party system completely. That's the goal, and I feel like we could accomplish a lot of things that way. And like I said in the very beginning of this episode, when we have these unconstitutional laws that are being created and enforced, it's going through the people who are in charge of um, in every branch of government and every level of it. And us as people, we're going to have to fight back and have to get this information out so we can learn. We can't just only talk amongst ourselves. 
So I feel like when we really start making some progress, this call-in is actually performing a lot better. Um, it, it was so kind of them to actually send equipment so I, we, I can sound better. Um, they fixed a little bug, so our, our, you know the numbers are showing, and you guys are getting your notifications, it looks like now, and you're popping on here. And so just get more people in here. You know, it, it be, watch how amazing it is. Like, we're starting off, we started off with, like, maybe nine people, and then we turned to 20, and then we turned to 40. And we had hundreds of people before in, in this uh, live discussion. But we have people bringing at least one person in. We'll go from 37 to double that. So just start inviting people on, and even regardless of what their beliefs are. They can disagree. They can come grab a mic, and we can have a, uh, an adult conversation about those disagreements as well. So definitely put, put this out there. Get the website out there because we got to start having this dialogue. We know we're talking to people nationally. And then honestly, we're talking to people internationally too. Shaka, I have not told you this actually, by the way. Um, I like to check the Donnie the Dawn or the Constitutionalists to see how when people are searching for things, if they're finding the information and how they're finding the information, like the research on that. I actually found one of my tweets on Sputnik News, which is actually a Russian news um, um, publisher. And I couldn't believe it. I had no idea that they had one of my, your guys' tweets may be on people's articles as well. And I sometimes I like, God, what do I need to do? How can we get this word out more? How can we expand things? And and, and I'm like, not that I'm the, like worried that it's not working, but I get reminded. And when I saw my tweet on the Russian news outlet, I'm like, Lord, you are so good. We're reaching people in other countries. And I'm looking at the other uh, tweets that they had in there. They have big names like Cat Turd and Donald Jr., but they have my tweet up there next to theirs. That's big. So you guys getting the word out, y'all send me stuff. For the most part, we get that out and send it. But I do see that, Cole, you're sitting there in the caller section. Um, we, we cut off the, the callers earlier so that we're not, you know, going too far over our time. But this this discussion that we're having about incarceration is big because once you start getting out there, like Shaka said, people will target you. You know, they'll try to find any way. You can never have a record in your entire life, and all of a sudden you, they, they're claiming you're something that you're not. That can happen, but don't be afraid because if you sit there and do nothing, that's exactly what they want you to do. Um, so we need more people like Shaka out there, Grease, uh, Flamethrower, everybody who comes up here to speak and put their voices out there to do that. Because it's not going to be just one person to do it. It's, it's going to take all of us to do this um, and make a, make a difference in this country. Because if we don't do anything, doing nothing, you're going to get nothing in return. So we got to get out there and do something. Shaka, you want to add anything before we uh, close out in the anthem? Um, only thing I would probably add is um, shit, donations. Um, as far as not to me, but um, to constitutionalists and what she got going on as far as the movement and everything else. Um, but you know, look into that more. Any little thing um, goes a long way. Um, a lot of people uh, don't realize you got to uh, study. You know, study what you're talking about before you just jump on here and just start a podcast. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just sometimes just, you know, a little three dollars, five dollars go a long way. So um, anybody that ever donated or is or some that can't financially, it's not a it's not a knock on you. But um, if you can just, you know, go ahead and it's, it's only right. That's all I got to say. I appreciate that. I want to tag one more thing that he said. I really want to start doing way more videos and talking to y'all on videos, but that software is not free. 
and I don't want their, uh, when they do have a free version, you're limited on the features that you can use, and their stuff is on your video. And you, you never know what they actually believe politically. They might have some kind of Ukraine color or on their logo or the, 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 the little, um, what you call it, uh, the, their little pride flag stuff on their stuff. And I don't want that stuff showing up in my videos because I don't stand with that. I try not to even work with companies like that. But sometimes you're a little limited on the choices you have and the price. But I really want to start doing way more videos, at least two a week, so y'all can actually see my face. I'm a real, a real person. Y'all know I'm a real person. I mean, I ran for office and everything, but, like, it's, it's a little different. Some people are more visual. So once we get, we start getting more of that funding, we can do even more, you know, across all these platforms and reach out more to people on Facebook. You know, you know, Facebook can just get on there, but with these uh, other platforms, you can stream live on all the platforms all at one time. And also, like, the art or any kind of marketing and stuff, those, those tools are not free. They cost money. So... Anything that y'all can do, I do appreciate you guys your supporting. If you subscribe to the to the uh, website and contribute that way, anything uh, helps. If you're trying to figure out how to help behind the scenes, like what can I do? Because you all have some kind of talent that you guys can put into uh, this movement. Like myself, I've been in sales most of my life. I've I've um, led groups in schools. I've volunteered. I've done a lot of different things that have helped me be able to do these things the way I have been doing them. So. I just want to say that I do appreciate all you guys for being here. Uh, Shaka, again, uh, appreciate you for coming on and us being a team. Uh, Cole, Christopher, Wanderer, Robert, Chocolate, um, Veronique, Letty, Ice Judge, Private, Gerald, Kellen, uh, Blondie, Grease, uh-oh, <laughs> that's cute, uh, Alicia, John, Christine, Christina, Melissa, Robbie, Double, and everyone else who I can't see. Y'all can be doing anything else on a Thursday night, and I'm so blessed and grateful that y'all are here. Just, just you know, start bringing y'all friends on um, so we can have this discussion furthermore. And we're going to, on that note, I'm going to close on the anthem and call the night. We'll be back tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Bye. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property, be free. And again, you guys are amazing. Y'all are still here, and y'all stay for the whole anthem. You guys rock. God bless you guys. Bye.